Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast on an eventful week. Not a good week, but an eventful week. I'm joined as always by Angela. She's back from the freezing cold and the snow. It's white over here. Hello, Angela. Um, I'm not really wanting to say too much today, Ian. I just want to listen to an hour of you ranting. Well, we might have a rant, but at the moment I'm keeping it in because... You know, I don't want to say another one and then he turns it around again, but I doubt it. And before we go any further, I've got to mention a sign that's been put up on Stoke, which is very very derogatory, should we say, to Mr Neil. And uh, whoever it is, I, f- I think you're brilliant and I want to find out who you are. So if you are that person who's put that cinema-like expletive about Alex Neil up, get in touch because... I think that's brilliant. But anyway, Angela, we're going to have to go in into it. Three defeats on a row. We've conceded how many goals now, is he? Nine goals in three, well, in a week, basically. Plymouth Argyle, two, Stoke City, one. I don't really know where to start. Where do you want to start? Well, I'll tell you where we can start. We can go through the absolute dross on Tuesday. Against QPR. Yeah. That was a disgrace of a performance for me, that was. What are your thoughts? Well, I just think game management was dreadful. Um, I thought the subs gave them a chance at the end to not only get back in it to win, but when you're winning and you score a good goal that Berger scored with 10 men and then you don't clear your lines, there's only one way it's going to end. And you all, any Stoke fan listening to that game or being at that game, in the last few minutes, would have thought they're going to score, they're going to score, they're going to score. And the fourth goal might not have mattered. But it does matter when you look at the goal difference and you look at where the club is, because we're conceding goals now. We're like a colander. The defence has gone like a colander. Um, and I'm really uh, concerned about what's happening at Stoke at the moment, as is every fan. I don't think we'll go down. Um, I've never thought we'll go down. But we ain't going to be in the top half of the league. And now there's 17 new players come in. We've spent more money, I think, than any other championship club. The question is, are we any better? Uh, and certainly, you always say, judge me after the first 10 results, managers say. Well, we're halfway through the season virtually now. And it's not looking good. And I, for one, think um, you have to look at the model upon which the football club is working. Because it's not working. Other football clubs make certain they don't get into the position that we're in. And we constantly rinse and repeat. And that is all we're doing. Yeah, so, but... In answer to the question about Queen's Park Rangers, I thought it was a very poor result. Having said that, the referee didn't help us. But you don't give the referees a chance to make those decisions. You don't get in a position where they can book you, send you off, give a penalty against you. And we do every time. We fall for it every time. And how many of us said... That these next few games, this next run of games, were going to be easier games. We all thought we'd get something at Queen's Park Rangers. We all thought we'd get something at Plymouth. Now we've got Sheffield, Swansea, before we have West Brom and Millmore. Sheffield, Swansea. So we've got four what we thought were easy games. And I can see us getting probably three points out of those possible 12. Well, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I, but for me, it's just excuses. I didn't like what Alex Neil said after the game that it was basically all on the, 
on the referee and game management. He was blaming game management. Well, you're the manager. You teach them how to game manage to what you want them to do. Yeah. And they didn't. They fell apart. Literally, as soon as they equalised, I I knew we were going to lose. I said, said, because I was there watching with my dad, and I said, they'll they'll get battered now. They'll they'll fall apart. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just not good enough at all. And the thing is, the axe is coming, is getting sharpened. Not by the coach family, because I don't think they'll touch it, but I think the fans have turned now. I think they've turned on him, Ange. I've, I've been looking at Twitter, Facebook. I put a few questions up, and those questions have come back that they don't want him in charge anymore. I put a poll up last week, and that poll had some options on it. It, showed, it said, stick with the manager, give him till Christmas, get him a taxi to Scotland, or, get, or drive him yourself to Scotland. Basically, I think he came out on top, give him till Christmas, and ta- driving yourself came second, and stick with him came last. I did it all again today, yesterday, sorry, and it, it, it's massively changed. Everybody wants to drive him to Scotland, and it, it's not looking well, good, right. is it? Okay, well, I'll go with that. Now, just get off your hands a minute. Who are you replacing him with? I don't care, you anyone. Can't you can't say, you can't, that is not an acceptable answer. The owners of this football club will not say, I don't care, he's gone, who will we replace him with? Yeah, but they've done it before, Ange. Do you want Paul Lambert back? Oh, we don't, Ange, there's no need to start mentioning Paul Lambert. Listen to me, listen to me. If you're having a rant, have a sensible rant. You've got to have a decent alternative. Our alternative last time was Paul Lambert. It didn't work. Who are you going to have to replace him? You can't just say anybody. Give me somebody that will replace him. I, it's, I don't know the names because I don't know the foreign foreign leagues. Do well, you forget but... the foreigns, don't you? you forget, there are not going to be any foreign ref, managers, referees. Managers referees? Football club. <laughs> there will not be any foreign managers at Stoke City under the current regime. It will not happen, in my opinion. Why? Because uh, it's never happened before. Why on earth is it going to happen now? Well, because things have... That dire, Ange. I mean, at the end of the day, these are questions that fans want answering, Ange. And well, he is foreign. He's Scottish. Well, yeah, but it's it's not. It's Britain, Ange. <laughs> to, to be honest. <laughs> at the end of the day, even Michael O'Neill was Britain once. But the, the thing that's frustrating a lot of the fans is, is nothing's improving. I mean, he's, he's spent a load of money and it's reminded me a lot of Gary Rowett again, but except worse performances. I mean, it is be careful what you wish for, but at this moment in time, it's getting to desperate measures. We need, because they won't change the regime, and I believe they won't, because I don't think they know anything else how to change the regime. For me, looking out and looking in, it's got to, they've just got to give a foreign manager a go, because they're the ones who are doing well at the other clubs. Because the ones we're bringing in, they're all the same, they're all average at best. None of them have done anything. You know, I mean, they've achieved things, yes, but it's low-level achieving things. I mean, there's a lot of people wanting Tony Pulis back. I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon, I'm not, but I've had enough of Neil now. I think he's the worst of the lot, to be honest. He doesn't know what he's doing. He he talks a good game, but that's as far as it goes. And we're just just getting worse under him. He'll have these, like I say, he reminds me of Mark Hughes when he was struggling, where he'll have little runs to keep himself in the job. And it'll probably kick in again in a couple of weeks or whatever. It'll probably kick in. But I, the worry I have is what I saw last season towards the end where he had that good run. And then we literally fell off a cliff. I mean, I think we got two points in five games. 
And the problem is if it starts earlier, where are we going to be in six months' time? That's the problem. Well, hang on, Ian. Look at the facts now, right? We're five points above the drop zone. Yeah, if we'd have won the three games we thought of, we'd have been right up at the top, but we haven't. The reality, we're five points above the drop zone, and we're now five without a win. Sheffield Wednesday 24th, Wednesday 18th. Those are our next two games, and we have to get those six points. Well, of course we do. We have to get the six points. That That's without question. But can you see with the way we're playing at the moment? I mean, QPR were absolutely awful. And he had he, he, this time he hasn't got the excuses of the injuries, Ange. Before we could all give him that little bit of leeway going, oh, well, he's got seven, eight players out. He's got no defenders. Everybody's back now. I mean, I think, how many injuries were there yesterday in, in Wednesday? Well, it's just that really, that's... that's believe there is I mean you've got to look at the when you look at the clubs that are in these cycles like Swan, like West Brom recently as well you have to bring a tactician in that's good with what he's got because that's what we need we need somebody just to change the directory a little bit and then bring his own people in around it but the problem is we're yeah. bringing in these managers funding him giving him copy and paste they're changing nothing. We're staying the exact same. There's, I can't see a difference from Michael O'Neill, from Nathan... Je well, there was a bit of a... To be honest, Michael O'Neill had the best form we've had in the Championship when he first came in, but then he faded away. The problem is... It's got to, it's got to be a foreign man. We've got to go foreign. We've got to give somebody a bit of an edge. Because at the moment... I don't care who we bring in, if we bring anybody in, and I don't think at this moment in time that's even on the table. Right? If you have a manager-led model or a non-manager, let's say we have a non-manager-led model, then the manager will always be the easy scapegoat when it comes to being uh, got for recruiting and, and scouting, etc. The manager will always be the easy scapegoat. In the end, every football club is about having good personnel that are selected for whatever model you use. The head coach and all the staff have to understand and buy into the model that's identified by the club and the key performance indicators that they get out of the, the club are what will get you out of the championship and what will keep you in the Premier League so you won't be relegated from the Premier League. I don't believe that... Do you know what our model is? Do you know what our key performance indicators are? Do you know what game plan we have? What identity our football club has? No, I there isn't one. No, I, I always wonder at this stage where you've got a lot of overseas players come in, if the going gets tough and the weather gets tough as it is now, it's not as easy to play lovely football when it's blowing a blizzard. It's also difficult for me to believe that some of these players will fight for it if it gets really bad. And I'm just hoping, and I do think there are three worst teams in this league, but then I did think Queen's Park Rangers and Wednesday were two of them, and Rotherham were another one. So, I don't know. You know, we've spent more money than any other championship club again. We should be fighting for promotion. 
Well, this is the thing that I'm, I'm getting sick of, Ange. It's, we keep backing these average mid-table managers and giving them money instead of bringing a top manager in. It, I don't understand why, you know, Alex Neal has got the man he wanted in Ricky Martin when he, Ricky Martin should be involved in who the manager is or if he's been brought in to do that role. I mean, the, the whole model seems to be set up to give the manager whatever he needs and wants rather than for the club's sake. Because like most of it, like let's be honest, how many clubs in the championship now, being honest, would stick with Alex Neal with this recent with, with his record? I don't think many clubs would have stuck with him for the for where we are at the moment. I don't, let alone giving him any more time. But you're not talking about anybody other than Stoke City, and you know our owners are very reticent to sack any manager. Right, they just don't want to sack managers. They never have wanted to sack managers. So I can't. I honestly don't think Stoke will look at doing anything until February, at the earliest, if they look at all. But this is the problem. We this is another thing why the cycle continues. The cycle continues because they don't fire quick enough, do they? They don't, like, for me now, with the form, and now, and now he's picked up and fell off a cliff again, he doesn't know his best team. That's why he swapped it again, which we'll discuss in a minute, because we'll go on to player ratings. But for me, it's time go. It genuinely is time go. I mean, the form is diabolical. It's probably the worst of all of them. We're getting battered again to teams that are in the bottom end. We've got Sheffield Wednesday next, and they've picked up form. They've started getting a grip and the thing is that if if I mean QPR won two on the bounce so they're right behind us now one of those teams they beat us was us we're in a circled position where I don't I think we'll go on a bad run for a while again because I could tell from how badly they're playing because as soon as they drop you'll go you'll start going back to five at the back again to, to stop leaking goals which drops us deeper and we can't create anything and we start losing one and two nil, and we go on a bad run of that again. We we could be in the bottom three, and then and then we sack him. We bring another non heard of Matt. Well, not non heard of, but a manager that again from the championship that might be doing well. Maybe him from Ipswich if they could afford get him, whoever. Because they won't go right. Who's a top manager that we can get him? Who will who will, who will make these decisions? Because if you're going to have a manager. With this model, he's got to be like a Tony Pulis, a man who knows what he wants, knows what character he wants, and can do... Because Tony Pulis would be great in that mould as a head scout, because he knew a player. He knew he knew a character. He knew somebody would work hard. I mean, look at the players he brought in. Because what we ended up finding out later on, that the players who did fail, like Sonko and Edu and all these others, they weren't players he wanted. The club signed them, and give him as squad players. And he was like, fair enough, I'll use them when I need them. But he never used them. But the players who played regularly, he did all the work on them. So if you're gonna get you've got to get a manager in like that, if you want that model again, where you you get everything for the manager and give him what he wants. But what you don't bring is that Alex Neal, who his only two success stories were when he wasn't buying the players. You know, he had nothing to do with Jack Clark at Sunderland, nothing to do with Roberts, nothing to do with the youngsters that were coming through. He was given the players and told play them. It was the people above him who knew what he wanted to do. Ian, it's quite clear to, to me and to everybody else who's 
Now sitting listening to this podcast, thinking, here we go again. It's the rant session. Rant. Right? It's quite clear that you're not a fan of Alex Neal. Unfortunately, he's the manager, and lots of Stoke fans, when he came, thought he was going to be the next Messiah. Now, we should know, over the years, that we don't have many Messiahs at Stoke. We've probably had a couple in, our li- in my lifetime. One was Tony Waddington marginally Lou Macari and Tony Pulley. Yeah, I get, just, I get that, yeah. You know, so so there aren't that many brilliant managers about. Why? Because it's a hard job. The thing that gets me, right, is why, why are we in a position where people with loads of money just throw money at it? It's like an expensive train set. I'm sure he doesn't. John Coates doesn't want to waste the money. The answer is, OK, he hasn't worked, we'll get somebody else. It's it's the model that's not working. If Bet365 was running away that the model didn't work, they would change the model. For some reason, the football club is being treated differently, and I believe, I could be wrong, that until they change the model, this will continue to work. This spiral will continue to work the way it is now. We'll have a... a, a a month where we paper over the cracks. Cracks. If we hadn't papered over the cracks with that month we had, last season and this season, we'd be in the bottom three. And we have to change the way we operate. But you and I can talk about this as much as we want, as much as we are frustrated, until the owners change the way they operate. And will they now? Now they've brought in supposedly one of uh, Alex Neal's best mates to run the club. Do you think they're going to change it? No, of course they won't change it. The, the only way they'll change it, if they, the only way they'll change it, is if the fans want them out, then they might make a yeah, change. Yeah, listen, Ian, the fans do not shout. Uh, get the technical director out. The fans shout either sack the board or sack the manager. You will still have the same technical director at that football club doing exactly the same then as he is doing now. What will change? The only thing will change is that there's another man he's reporting with. Nothing will change about the structure of the football club. See, yeah. And like it or not, that is the way it's going to be. Well, the thing is, and like I've said, that's what I was trying to tell you about the manager. You've got it's not about having a quality manager. Well, of course it is. It's about having a manager that works in that model. And the problem is that model's so old-fashioned. There's not many of them about. That's the thing. Pretty much every manager now, even in the FA, is trained to be coaches where the, the technical directors and everyone else buys the players for you and then you've got to fit yep. them into a model. So, yep. the, so the only way we're going to fix this is a, is a dinosaur again or somebody, that unless they change that model. But when you say, like, the technical de- director and the people who are in, they probably would get rid of them. If I, if they did, did if they were forced by the Stoke fans to sack Neil, which I think's on the which I think will be forced probably around February, I agree with you. I think Ricky Martin will go, I think the other bloke will go, and it'll be another start over again, which is not what I want, because I don't. But they won't learn. They keep doing the same things, and I agree with you, until that model changes, this is what's gonna be Stoke City now, just frustration and anger and annoyance. You've been annoyed, frustrated, and angered. Shall we get on with the uh, points for the players? 
Right, let's get into that now, as you've brought me down. Right, there's stats for Plymouth. I don't know why we're going through this, but we will. 58% uh, possession to Plymouth, 42 to Stoke. They had 16 shots to all nine. They had eight on target, we had four. It was uh, eight corners to us, seven to them. Fouls, we won yet again, 15 to three. And there we go again. But this time, we didn't control the game, but still lost as well so it's it, we, we can't win for losing can we and then we move into player ratings and we go with jack bonham right i didn't think he was at fault for any of the goals i thought his catching wasn't brilliant i thought he was fairly solid to be honest made a couple of really good saves that kept us in it at one point a six i'll go on with a yeah got a six i think he did well with bundu and Cundle when he had a couple of shots i mean I'm not. I'm not convinced with him again. I think we're going to have to have to cancel that night, Odange, because he's back to being average at best. Right now we move into a man who's been sort of like Marmite with the fans at the moment, and that's Dyson. Yeah. Well, I've never been a massive fan of Marmite. I've eaten it when I have had to on a rare occasions. I. I'm not. He's, Distribution's dreadful. Just every which way, I thought he was poor. Poor. I'll go on with a five. It's the same story again. I thought he he bombed forward well, a little bit wanting defensively, but I think his passing was atrocious, which is unlike him. And unless he's a fox in the box, I mean, to be honest, I'd probably think about playing him as a cam. To be honest, with the way he just he, he can run in and create a chance, but. Uh, it's just frustrating, isn't it? Right, now, the most oddest decision I've seen for a while, at left-back was Dylan Gooch. Yeah, he's, he's quite pacey, isn't he? Well, I mean pacey. He puts a lot of energy into his game. He runs up and down a lot. I thought he, he was at fault for, for both of the goals. I thought he could have... He played a part in, in both of the goals. I couldn't give him a four as well. Yeah, I'll go for six, actually, for Gooch, because he was clearly on the wrong side. You could, you could see that straight away when he got the ball but I liked his grit I thought he was aggressive he was trying to get good tackles in he, he was committed he, he showed more art than a lot of players have done for a while to be fair really got stuck in and I was impressed by that but that was it that's all I could say no no edge to him at all right McNally I thought he was probably the best of a, a bunch that weren't great yesterday I think the best you can say about him is he had a solid performance Six. Yeah, I'll go on with a I'll go on with a five. He was trying to get us on the front foot. He was trying to press and get us away from the back. But he he struggled with Ryan Hardy all game, didn't he? He was struggling he was struggling to cope with him. And that's the second game now we've reported I think he struggled up against Blackburn as well. Where he struggled for strength and I don't like that in centre backs. We never said that about Ryan and Robert Hoof, did we? No, we that, didn't. No, we, you know, we never said about them that they would struggle with strength. I, I think everybody everybody had a bad game, so I can't really go into it. Right now, we did 48, I mean, sorry, 34-year-old Kieran Clark. He's looking a bit rusty, isn't he? That's an underestimation um, there. And sure. I don't think his legs... I think he has either borrowed Dwight Gale's legs uh, in terms of he hasn't got any... Um, I didn't think he was communicating a great deal. You know, you, you normally your full-backs, well, your centre-backs, look at who and Sean Cross and, and centre-backs since they've communicated 
he doesn't seem to shout a lot. That might be because he's uh, new into the side, but I just don't. I think he was just there in case we had a problem, and it's a four for me for him. See, I thought he was all right, to be fair. Kieran Clark. I mean, I'll, I'll give him a six. I mean, I, I've been very, very worrying at the first, what, 10, 15 minutes. He looked like he was Bambi on ice. But he did warm into the game and you could see his experience. I mean, he, he kept trying to get out. He made some good interceptions as well, which I'll give him. I, I think he's got that experience we need at that back line, to be honest. And I think he's a better addition than Michael Rose because at least he can defend on his left side. You know, we are drawing strings if, he, if he's the answer to our left centre-back position. Right, Pearson. I think Pearson's gone so far back in betting with with his form because when we signed him, he was a he was a bit of a godsend, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I just don't think he's very good. He's playing so deep now. He's going to get a five off me. To be honest, I'm going to give him a four. Apart from important sort of holding role, but he, he was pretty much a centre back. Against yeah, Plymouth, they were, I, I don't understand why Alex Neal sets him up so deep. As soon as we, as soon as Campbell scored, we just sat back. It was like a complete back back eleven. It was crazy, yeah. and um, you know, I thought it was his fault for the free kick, for the winner. To be honest, I think I don't know what he was jumping in like that for. And absolutely, what was he thinking with that with that tackle? Honestly, I've no idea. I, I just. I give up trying to work out what they are thinking. It's crazy because this is an experienced player. He's played a lot of football and diving in like that in stoppage time where you give him a free kick. It's unforgivable for me. Now, here we go. He's back in back in the team. Josh Laurent. I thought he was the best player on the pitch for Stoke today. He ran, he tackled. There wasn't any end product to what he did. But compared to the rest, I thought he was a better player and he's just about getting a seven. I'll give him a six. I liked his patrolling. I thought he was good attacking-wise. But this is the thing. We'll put him in again next, Chef Wednesday next. And he, he won't perform like it again. Like I liked him, to be fair. I thought he was pushing up. I thought he was, I thought he was made a bit of a mistake for the goal as well. You know, he, he did tire as well, but... Yeah, I thought, I thought he was okay. I thought he was good in possession as well, even though it was always sideways and... Never going anywhere. Go on then, I'll give him man of the match as well. Right, John Obey. I was disappointed with him yesterday. I thought he uh, he got lost, to be perfectly honest. I didn't think he did much at all. Five. I'll go on with a five. He's not quite ready yet for first team football. No, I, I... When you think how he did events Queen's Park Rangers, yesterday was dreadful. I don't know, if is he is he ready yet? I don't know, but he's the only class act we've got really. He's the only one for me at this moment in time that can crack open the back line, which says, yeah. which says so badly to what we signed this this summer that a nineteen year old is is better than what else we've got. We will go on to next, but he did tire in the second half quite early for me. But he's always got that he's always got that graft about him, and he'll work and he'll he'll try and open a chance or create create an opportunity for himself. And I like that about him. Could be something special. Now, speaking of something special, the superstar from early on, Vidigal, what's gone on? Well, he's not come back the player he was. I think he's in a classic example of somebody that plays better when he's warm. Five. I'm going to go over four. Did he had a willingness to break through and try and create opportunities, but it came to nothing again. The amount of time... And why did he run out of gas again in the 60th minute? What is going on with the fitness well, of these players? 
they're just they're just not right. Um, there's just something not right about them, and if we knew what it was, we'd be much happier, wouldn't we? Yeah, it, it, it seems with the old squad, they seem to be knackered after 70 minutes. Yeah. Right, now we move into close to man of the match, Campbell. Well, I'm not sure why you would say that. Why? Because he scored a goal? Well, it, it's rare to see him. <laughs> well, he scored a goal, he ambled around for most of the match, he came off supposedly injured at the end. Did he? Did he really come off injured? Um, I don't think he broke his players down enough. Uh, you know, look, he's, he's probably the best striker at the club. Best finisher at the club, no doubt. But you need to do more than that, for me, to hold down your place in the team. Um, I think Dwight Gale puts more effort in than him. I don't see there's much urgency when he's tracking back to get the ball. It's almost like I've scored a goal, so I don't need to do anything else. I expect a lot more from, from Campbell, because he's missed part of the season. He's just scraping a six for me. Uh, I'll give him a six. Beautiful goal. Clever diagonal running behind to get get into the opportunity. But the thing is, it's few and far between that annoys me. We know how good he is. We know how good yeah. he can be. And the thing that's yeah. frustrating, he just doesn't want to be here. For me, over the last two seasons, he thinks he's too big for the club. It's just how his mannerisms and how he is. He thinks. I he, think you're possibly right. I think he thinks he deserves better. I think he. I think he came to Stoke. Well, he came when he. I mean, when he came, we in the Premier League, weren't he? And when he broke into the team, he thought, you know, I'll give it a couple of years and I'll be it, be in a Premier League club or a team competing, and it all happened for him. But what he doesn't understand, he's got the ego, but he hasn't brought anything in to shine that he's doing enough. His performances no, are too inconsistent for my liking. I mean, I can't Agreed. remember him doing anything the last game we played. But he did take his chance well, but we know he can. We, we've said this so yeah. many times. Right, now, now this was a signed player for, what was he, 2.5 million? Ryan May. Yeah. Um, I think he's been a bit he had, a, he had a couple of shots. I mean, the goal he scored at Queen's Park Rangers, uh, he had a second bite of the cherry, didn't he? I, I just think he's average. I, I, he, he's talented, but he's got the same sort of attitude as Campbell at the moment for me. He thinks he's good, so he doesn't have to, to do too much. Nothing's clicking with him, is it? Five. I'm going to go over three, to be honest. I thought he was hopeless. I mean, not enough aggression, not strong enough, not four mating partnerships. Him and Vidigal were sort of half the time wandering around talking to each other. I mean, he has got a good spring into action when things get close to him, but he brought he was toothless. Again, like when he first came into the side at the start of the season. Soft as anything. I'm not going to swear because he told me not to, so soft as poo. He just... just I, I, I didn't understand why he was playing... And this is again we brought two more strikers in, and we'll be lucky get we'll be lucky get five goals between them. Yeah, I know. It's uh, a bit worrying. Right, so we go into the substitutions on the seventieth minute. Larice came on for Vidigal. Four. I mean, he had the ball, and that's it. I mean, he was supposed to be the Jacob Brown replacement. Now I know you said you thought he was better. Jacob Brown scored two goals in the Premier League. This bloke never will. Four. Didn't have much impact at all, did he? I'll go with steady five. I mean, he ran on and ran off. 
Um, he did win a couple of headers, which was more than Ryan May was doing, to be fair. Don't understand it. And then a player that we thought we'd never see again, but desperate times call for desperate measures. Lewis Baker was back on the 82nd minute. Yeah, he was back. He didn't have a great deal of chance to do much, but he was back. I don't think he's got much of a relationship with Alex Neal, probably because he hasn't played four. I'll go on with a four because I just don't want him to play for the club again. It's, it's nothing nothing personal, obviously. It's um, I just think he's hopeless. And then the final substitution was... Nathan Lowe. Nathan Lowe for Campbell, which is an improvement because at least it's not Wesley. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a 90th minute, but I'd rather see Lowe than Wesley Ange. I mean... It, oh, so would I. So would I, absolutely. 100% so would I. Because the thing is, Wesley's record when he comes off the bench is frightening. Let's be honest, he came off against Blackburn. We'd conceded twice. He came on, we conceded three goals when he came on against QPR. So, yeah, I agree. Leave Thompson and Wesley on the bench unless desperate... Desperate things happen because well, you, you brought Thompson into the equation. I, I'd have Thompson starting. Come on, I would. I'd have him starting instead of some of the players we've had playing recently. Well, I agree with you. I mean, I, we'll get before we go into obviously to hope. Well, let's go on. We'll go into performance rating and we'll talk about that. So, overall performance rating for Plymouth away. Four. <sighs> Being nice today, you are. I'm telling you, I'm going to go over two. I thought it was hopeless. I mean, they were rubbish. I like their goalkeeper, Michael. They were rubbish, but they beat us. Yeah, I know, I know, but that just shows how, how garbage we are, Ange. This, this is why I'm worried. So after that, we go into the referee rating. I thought you wanted too bad. I'll go to the middle of the road, four, five. What are you going for? I'm giving them a six. Oh, that's hard for you, that is, Ange. You must have liked him. Right, now we're going to go into the big subject we're going to talk about now, which is Alex Neal's rating. Now, go on, Ange, because I don't rant. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be, it'd be a change. I mean, Alex Neal. I think I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of his subs all the time. I find some most of his subs put us under pressure. But that could just be because when he makes subs, we tend to concede a goal. I, what I am getting a little bit sick of is uh, how every match the answer is we didn't deserve that. You know, <laughs> you can't let the slate for for one of these last-minute goals in off. You get what you deserve, and we're now at the, the the point of the season where we're way past the 10 games, judge me uh, when you can. I don't think he tries to win games like yesterday. He would have been happy with a point. And that's where I think his subs let us down, and for that reason, I'm giving him a three. He's going to get a two from me, Alex Neal. I didn't like his... He's set up. I don't understand why he didn't put Thompson in at left back, which is why you mentioned Thompson. And I don't mind Thompson from the start. I think he does warm into games, but when you bring him on as a, as an impact, it takes him too long to warm into it, and he makes mistakes, and the team shape changes. 
But when you're starting there, he's, he's not too bad. And I would have preferred a left-sided player in at left-back than Dylan Gooch. Because I think he was at fault for both of the goals because they both broke from the right side. But Alex Neal, I don't understand his substitutes at all. I don't get... I mean, the game was... He, the subs he made there was not to lose the game. When he brought yes, when he brought Baker into it as well for Bay, who was it was starting, but it's the timing of him as well. That's probably three times in a row where the most attacking, creative player Bay has been subbed off. Now I know he, he can tie it, and he will because he's a young lad. He, he's he's got to get his legs used to it. Plus, he's coming into a big league. He played in the second tier of Korean football last year, so it's going to be a big step up for him. But the thing is, when you take Bay off, you take our only player with creativity took the other one off in Vidigal so that was it he was just hoping for a point but the problem is with our team we can't defend because we can't manage team we can't manage the game now that goes down to him he's had these players now since the summer he should he should have taught them how to man how to manage games and yesterday they just couldn't do it and his subs made it worse they look like, yeah. especially when Baker comes in, he's he's barely been a part of training. What what are you bringing him on for when you need defect when you need to keep possession? It's just stupid. And then he brings Nathan Lowe on in the 90th minute, expecting what? He brought him on because he's tall and he can defend corners. This is Plymouth. We're Stoke City. We want to be up the playoffs. We want to win games, not sitting back defending teams that have just come up from League One. It's 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 just stupidity, because he didn't do this to get where he was manager of Sunderland. He wasn't sitting there going, "Oh right, we're, we're playing to get these. We'll we'll go defensive." No, you attack, and we weren't. And he brought all his attacking threats off. Because if they'd scored straight, say the ninety first minutes, we were knackered then, because his subs would have nullified the team, and we would have had to go defensive, and we would have conceded another goal. So. For me, I'm also agree with you. I hate the excuses at the end of the game. All he does is blame everybody else, the referee, this, that. You know, it's like when Stevens came off with a red card against QPR. You know, he 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 got sent off. What did he do to rectify the situation? Nothing. He made the same substitutions he did the week before, and then we conceded three goals. Yeah. What more can we say about him, really? It's clear to say I'm not not a big fan. But if there's anybody who is a big fan. Please message me and we'll have a conversation of why you're a big fan. Because I want to know your psychologist and, and how how well you understand football. But anyway, that's that done. We move on to next things, Ange, which is the next game. Are you excited? I, I do actually think that if, for whatever reason, we go a goal behind against Sheffield Wednesday... It will be a very uncomfortable stadium for the players and the management. I genuinely think that. Oh, it will be, Andrew. Yeah, there's, there's no question. If, if, if we go down a goal early, a goal down early, they'll be, they'll be on him, like Neil, like anything. There's already uh, people on about singing, sat the manager out before the game starts. Which I don't agree with, by the way. I'm not sitting here and saying that. I know I'm not his biggest fan, but we need to get behind him because we don't want to. We don't want another situation like Mark Hughes where a manager was there too long, the board didn't want to sack him and, and then we end up with you know, with the bottom three and can't get out of it. So we need to get points. So, yeah, I agree with you. But it's 
this, if we don't win this, if we lose this, Ange, for me, he's got to go. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll go back to the question I asked you at the start. Are you replacing him with? Right, just, just, I'm not, I'm not in that role, Ange. I mean, I, I'll... I'll well, I think you the option. You're not in the role to sack him either, but you're sacking him. Yeah, it's just my opinion, Andrew. I've had enough of it now. I, I, for me, if he, for me, if we carry on like this, for me, we need we need a new man. We need somebody who can just inspire. I'm worried about relegation, and I don't want this club back in League One again. I, I don't want it. And even if it's yeah. just somebody till the end of the season, just boost it up. Then even if it's purely till the end of the season, just just to fix. Because we well, need. It's not going to be foolish, and, and I honestly don't think that there's the slightest danger at the moment of Alex Neil being under major pressure. I, I know that people think it's all the owner's fault, and I have no doubt that they are well intentioned, and you can't question their commitment. Running a football club at the moment, they're not doing brilliantly. I mean, when you look at the decisions that they've made in terms of managers, some of them have been pretty poor. And yeah. let's just hope that if they do get another one, it's the right one. But history's been proven on that beforehand when John was in charge last time. Remember the horrific appointments back then as well? Like Kamari, yeah. McMahon, was it? Kevin, Chick Bates. You know, the list goes on and on with, with John, Co- John Peter Coates, sorry, when he was when he was first in charge of the club. He only got one right, but to be fair, he's got he's got two right and peel. He's put... So far, John hasn't got one right. This is the thing that's worrying well, they, me. You know, they pay the money, they pick the manager. Um, unfortunately, they just seem to be very adept at picking what history proves not to be the right ones. I don't believe that... Um, when you look at Michael Carrick when he went to Middlesbrough, for example, or Mowbray when he went to Sunderland, they walked in with somebody else's players. They had to make do with what they could with somebody else's players. Now, everybody was saying, Judge, Judge Alex Neal, when he's got his own players, he's got his own players now. We've, we've spent more money than any other club in the Championship, and we have not improved one iota. Well, apart that from Leicester, Leicester has spent more. That says to me, my God. Well, no, they were Premier League, you can't count them. My, my God, it says to me, we're doing something wrong. And I'm sure they're not happy with, with where we are. Uh, and what we're doing, and, and, and you don't lay the blame solely at the manager's door or the family's door. It has to be the philosophy of this football club because I just don't think there is any. Every no, manager no, that comes in, you put them the keys and they, you let them get on and do what they want. Look at Brighton, right? They have a system, they buy players for that system. Any manager they get in suits the system that they want to play. Yeah, I've said it before, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've said it before. Brentford do that. Um, Watford used to do that. Uh, and I'm trying to think who else is. Um, oh, West Ham. Well, not West Ham. I can't think about. There's a couple of clubs that do it, but still, for some reason, we're still stuck in the 1990s. And bring manager and he gets players he wants. Yeah, but it's not. It's not Brian. Brian Clough's not about anymore. We, we, those days are gone. And before I go on a rant again, my decision is I want. I want a change. Yours isn't, Andrew. I think you're sticking with whatever we've got. And I can understand why. I mean, I don't want Saki Andrew. I want him work. But I can't see it now. Like before, I saw shoots and I thought there could be a bit of a change. He might pick up after a while. But it's it's dropped off again. And I could understand if it was just 
the Blackburn results and then we got a draw against Wengie and then beat Plymouth, I'd go fair enough. But it's the defeats we're having. It's the 3 0. You know, winning twice against QPR and losing 4 2. And then, you know, 1 0 up against Plymouth and losing it 2 1. You know, that's what I'm seeing. And, it, and it's it's not good enough. And that's why I'm changing. Right. There's been a good bit of good news, though, Ange, on the Prediction prediction League. Yeah, I've won it, haven't I? We both did, because we both put 2-1 now for the Plymouth results. So you're still winning? Yeah, but I'm ahead. No, no you, you're glossing over the really important bit. I am still ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're ahead. 2-1. At the moment, it's 2-1. Yep. I'm off the mark yep. now, so I'm bouncing back. Right, so Sheffield yeah, Wednesday, what's your prediction? I think Sheffield Wednesday and Stoke will be a draw. You're getting a draw? I think we'll, I think we'll equalise in the last couple of minutes and I think more pain and anguish before we play the midweek match. I'll be honest with you, I'm going to go 2-1 West Brom. Uh, West Brom, sorry, Sheffield Wednesday. I think they'll score early, we'll equalise and then they'll win it late on because of lack of concentration and game management. You're really upsetting me now. What? Well, that's just my. I just, I just want to draw level on the prediction league, and I, th- I honestly think that's that's what's going to happen because I, I think we, it's going to be a real cauldron of, of hate in that ground because I think they've turned, and, I, and we know what it's like, Andrew, in that ground when they've started turn. Remember what happened to Gary Rowett and Jones? It's not a nice place to be when the fans have turned on a manager. I mean, we've seen the notes, and I mean, someone's literally gone out of their way to put. An expletive on a sign in Stoke. They they know the buzz drives through, just to get at the you know when have you ever known that before? That's that's when it's getting to the parts where they don't want him anymore. Hmm. I I think there's a long way to go before the coach family hit the button. No, I agree. Um, I agree with you. Sensing relegation, Ian. Is this what this is all about? It's not relegation. I've just had enough of mediocre rubbish, Angela. To be honest, I've, I'm sick of constantly treading water with one leg. I, I'm, I'm sick of it. I, I, you know, we, we're spending money, but we, it's for me, and it's the caliber of manager. We're not bringing managers with credibility and we're not we should with the money we've got and the club of our size been in the Premier League 10 years this that and the other we should be able to bring in a, a top a top man in we just should be able to I mean people keep saying to me we can't get Potter and I probably agree we probably can't get Potter but imagine the boost if we you are yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't really. He didn't have time at Chelsea, did he? But if you look at what he's done he at Brighton, he, he almost got Swansea up. And the thing is, but just imagine the boost we'd have in the city if he came in at Stoke. Plus, there's a link there because he did play for us as well. You know, he, he does like the club. There's far more important things at the moment than discussing who the next manager is going to be. We can't defend and we can't score. Well, we know and, that. And until you start sorting that out. It don't matter who's the manager and who's who's going to be picking the manager. You've got to have players that can score and defend. Well, we, we haven't. Yeah, but the thing is, we know we've got players that they can defend because of the clean sheets we had not long ago. It's it's just lack of um, it's for me. It's it, it, it's all the swapping and changing he does that it, it brings out 
this is why Clark's come in now because Rose is too inconsistent. But at the end of the day, we got him for free. You got what you paid for. An inconsistent player. You know, who are our best players this season so far? It's the ones that have cost the most money. Berger, Bay, and um, Junior from when he's come in. They're quality players. That's why we've had pay. But when you look at what we've brought in at the back alone, they are, let's be honest, any loan player is only 70% interested in where he's playing because he knows he's going back to another club. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at. Michael Rose, we got what we paid for. He's free. So he's going to be inconsistent. You know, Bonham, he, was, he got promoted from League Two to League One. We brought him in to be a backup. He ended up being a first choice for a while. But we got what we paid for. He's free. You know, we can't sit here and have a go at the, at the you know, the management all the time and, and the players because the players, we got what we, the, the players are what they're worth. You know, the reason why Berger's a quality player is he cost us nearly six million or five million, whatever it was. Yeah, and he's not going to stick around. No, he won't. He Once he gets sniffed, he'll go. Yeah, he'll go. As soon because I've heard Feyenoord looking around him. As soon as they have a sniff, he'll go. Because that's where we've fallen now. Where before we were getting their players, like now they're they're stealing ours, which is which is frightening. But before we go well, on let to, me just give you, let me just hang on. Why are you still in the cheerful mood? I'm in a lovely let mood. Let me give you. Let me give you a good stat. Think back to 1997, right. December the first. I was there. December yeah. the first. Well, I'll tell you, December the first, 1997. Stoke were 12th in the championship. We had 26 points from 19 games. Guess where we ended up that season? 97, we finished second bottom behind City, didn't we? We got relegated. Yeah. So bear that in mind, we were on 26 points from 19 games and we were 12. It's all very well saying we aren't going to get relegated. I don't think we are, by the way. But if you look at the way we conceded all those goals at Queen's Park Rangers, That's what's we lost me. to Plymouth, neither of which have any good. We had one month's good games last season, which papered over the cracks, which have got bigger, bigger now, right? There's only one way this team's going. It isn't going up. No. Right? We're in a spiral where we're looking more down than up. And Stoke fans are going to get inured to it and just think that's the way we're going to be. You know, if things carry on as they are, we're looking at striving to stay in this league every season. That's what the way things are going. And it's it's not good. What will happen, how it will change, I've no idea. But I hope it changes for the better. Well, so do I. But right, so have we got a midweek game this week? No, we are free now. We've got a whole week to prepare well, right, well, that's good then. There we go. How happy are we now that we haven't got a game midweek? Well, I'm delighted. I, I am. Don't, I don't think you're delighted. I'm absolutely delighted. But you tell me what you think will happen if they, if Sheffield Wednesday score before us on Saturday. If if if, if doing that. If Sheffield Wednesday score first, it will be a barrage attack. If you're not fit to wear the shirt, you're getting sacked in the morning. They'll be singing to Sheffield Wednesday fans, you're nothing special, we lose every week. And it'll just get worse. And they'll boo the players horrendously for half-time. I think it'll be that rare occasion where people don't even go down for drinks so they can boo them. 
at half time if if we go down to an early goal. I'll be I'll be honest, it'll be untenable after that. I, I, you don't want from everything I've read and everything I've seen, Ange, a good sixty percent don't want him at the club anymore. But Yeah, yeah. Well, if Sheffield Wednesday score first on Sun Saturday, we will highly likely lose the game because the stats say that if we go a goal down, and I've done for years, not just under Michael, uh, Alex Neal and Michael O'Neill, we will not come back. Right? Yeah. That that is what happens. I think it's really important. As in, as important as you are frustrated and angry now, and I'm frustrated too. Right? It's really important that we get behind the team. However many they go down, we have to get behind the team. Because Sheffield Wednesday come here under no pressure at all. We are expected to win this game. Whatever people say about our form, we will be expected to win the game. And every little second and inch that we can get from our fans could make a difference. And we're also in the problem where we can't break teams down. All our passing sideways or backwards, right? That's what worries me. We don't break teams down. And they aren't going to come to win. They're going to sit in and try and nick a goal. Yeah, which is exactly what we don't want. We, we can't break them down. So it's, it, that's what I mean. Um, but if we lose this game, pressure will be very high. Right, so before we move on, how have the ladies got on this week? The ladies have continued the depressing weekend I had. I expected us to struggle today. We played Nottingham Forest at the Bet365. Nottingham Forest won the league last year. Uh, it didn't go up because they lost in the playoff because they had to have a playoff with the Southern winners. They lost 1-0 at Wembley in the playoff. Uh, they scored after six minutes. Pretty good goal. We equalised from an obvious penalty. Uh, ladies won each. Then, just before half-time, they were given another penalty, which was probably just a penalty they scored. And in the second half, it was like watching the men. The wheels fell off, uh, nothing went right, and they ended up, they lost five, which is probably an exaggeration in terms of, of the difference in class. But there was a difference in class, and they lost 5-1. It was Baltic, it was freezing. Uh, the worst thing was, of course, it was at the Bet365, and they were expecting a crowd of over 3,000. And with the weather being as it was, I'm not sure that they topped 1,000. Because uh, all credit to the pub, they got tractors on the car park to, to make it okay for people to park the cars. But if you've only paid three quid for a ticket here and it's weather like today, you aren't going to go, are you? No, no, no. I, I wasn't going to go shopping, oh, never mind. No. no, well, you're not interested. All you're interested in is a Sunday have a go at the manager, isn't it? Well, I'm sorry, Andrew. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. But, uh, yeah. It's, so it's have, a... we done, have you done the prediction? Goal-scoring prediction, or did I just manage not to hear that? No, we did. Yeah, it's 2-1. You're winning 2-1, and you've gone... No, I mean the scores for Sunday. Saturday. What are we saying the scores for Saturday? You said a, nil, a one all draw, and I've gone 2-1 yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. You've gone 2-1 Sheffield... I thought you had, and then I thought maybe I'm, I was making it up in my own mind. No, you're, you're getting to that really age, Angela. You're not really a fan, are you? You're just a, a critique. You criticise the club. No, I don't. I don't. I don't criticise. I only criticise when I see faults. I mean, let's be honest. Look how excited I was when we won those. When we beat Leeds, little giddy, kiddy. 
to be honest. I was happy as anything. But it's, it's it's just getting worse. It's hard to be focused. It's hard to be positive on the club. And, you know, when it's negative, you have to be negative. And I'm different to the other podcasts. So I won't try to get positivity from, no, and you that, know... No, that's why we, we rated so highly in the podcast world, because we're not doing gloom merchants. And no. anybody prefers to listen to doom and gloom. Well, I said to it's not doom and gloom. I like to be honest and I like to be, yeah, sometimes biased, they are. But I don't want to find, I don't lie to people by trying to find little positive snippets in the bottom of my pockets of my jeans. You know, I want to be as honest no, okay. as I can. And it's it's garbage. And there's no, I'm not going to sit here yeah. and sugarcoat it and and try and put a great voice on and go, well, unlucky Stoke, I'm not going to do that because it's not me. I want to, I want to be honest with the Stoke fans out there because the thing is, I want, to, I want to show how bad it is out there to the people who are in Australia and the people who are in different countries because they'll only hear bits and bobs of what's happening. I'm going to tell them the nitty-gritty and the inside bits as a person who goes and sees it live and how bad it has been over the last six years. But so it's, it's not just negativity. If there's positivity, I'll, I'll be the first there to throw it out. But at the moment, there's not a lot of it. I'll be honest with you, Ange. Right, and on that positive yeah. note, we're going to end for this week. So if you're a fan of the podcast and you do like us and you like my rants, follow me on Rant FM. That's only a joke. Get yourself on the Potters group page. That's a new one that's up there. We've got another one called the Stoke City Fan Group page, which was started as a joke but now it's getting some traction. If you want to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, just type in the Potters Podcast. You'll find it easy on there. And no if we're on TikTok yet. I cannot get Ange to do the dancing, not yet. But eventually we will go on to there once I've got a bit of time. And if you are if you are listening for the first time and you aren't following us on anything, we're on every podcast platform. Any audio you can hear us from, Audible, Spotify, iTunes. And if we are on iTunes, Please give us a five-star review because it means so much for the podcast and for me to improve things. So say to our Angela. I'm going to say to our. Uh, listen, folks, next weekend will be a really happy one because Ian won't be able to run. Oh, I can if the crap them ranting. Right, so thanks for listening, everybody. To our.